On today's episode of the podcast, I have my dear husband, Dennis, joining me on the show. And as usual, when Dennis is here, we have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. It's a really cute conversation. We talk about everything from how our transition away from veganism was like for him, how he feels about becoming a dad of two, what the transition moving from the Caribbean all the way to Scandinavia has actually been like. And uh, as usual, there's a lot of sarcasm, a lot of jokes, and I know most of you love to hear Dennis on the show. And I really love having him. It's really the funnest conversation. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically-backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high-quality, traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. Take two delayed-release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption, and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. I am sitting here at the kitchen table today recording with a very special guest. He's a man of many words. <laughs> you know, if you're on a podcast, you're not supposed to nod, right? You need to. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know if you're nodding. Oh. Oh. I have Dennis on the show today. Yay, my husband. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I haven't, it was a really long time ago since I had any guests on the show. You were definitely the last guest. Last time you were here, this podcast had a different name. This was the Yoga Girl podcast. Oh, yeah. And it was also last year. Yes. It's a different year. Different year, different reality. Same address, different address. Different address. Only had one kid at that time, I think. I think we still only have one kid. <laughs> we have one and one cooking. One, so technically, the, <laughs> the other one was not cooking either back then. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think we have. Do you remember me talking to you about like becoming a dad again? I don't think so. I tend to block every time you talk, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I laugh, but I, I, I cry inside because it's Intrigual. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just walked through the door and I was like really excited. I made the dog's bone broth 
like food. And I told you this elaborate thing about how happy they were to get this dog food. And then you sit down on the floor, you light a fire and you turn to me and you go, hey, did the dogs eat? And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> they were still hungry. <laughs> um, but it was a while ago. I don't think we have talked about babies or anything. But anything, anyway, this is your first time on um, From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How, my first time. <laughs> it's your first time. How uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Hmm? Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> I'm doing okay. It's a beautiful day. It's snowing a lot. It is snowing a lot. Yeah. I thought spring was coming and now we are in the middle of a... It's, it's not a snowstorm, but it's... It's definitely nice. <laughs> it's not spring. It's definitely not spring. I thought this was the week I would be planting all of my seeds and I feel like I'm late. Like I'm very late with my gardening and I also feel too pregnant to really dig in and get started i thought this was going to be the week and now we have like 15 how much how much snow do we have uh, i didn't count it but we have <laughs> we have quite a lot of snow you know you're supposed to measure it like how oh. maybe how you measured the ice last year remember you, you did uh, that i did not know that's how you know how you want me to count the flakes <laughs> but uh, it looks pretty snowy makes me want to go uh, snowboarding tell us about that i like snowboarding <laughs> People keep asking me, like, how is Dennis doing with the snow? How is he with the cold? The snow is what I like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to spring. I wish winter was like what it is today for like three or four months. Yeah, we haven't had that. Yeah. But you've been uh, you've been skiing a lot with Lunia Petunia. I wouldn't say a lot, but we've been going... Uh, for you, it's like not nearly enough. It's not enough, but we... Uh, yeah, we went we went a couple of times. We went on one trip or two trips. One time I went with Patrick, just a little north of here, two hours north. And then once with you and the family and the dogs. And that was, what, five hours? Mm -hmm. um, so two trips. And in between, we did two sessions, maybe like a short once. Yeah, but you did like a full day going to a mountain nearby. Yeah. So People I don't really do that. Like that's not super common. Yeah, that's true. It's one hour and 45 minutes from here. And I was doing that for cross-country skiing. And then I found out the exact same distance. There is a like a little slope for snowboarding. So a little, little, little slope. Just a little slope. <laughs> so cross-country got canceled. Snowboarding <laughs> started. Hey, what happened to your cross-country career? Swedish people have been asking, like, I thought Dennis was doing Vasalopet. Yeah, is this. me too. Tell us about Vasalopet. And also, what the hell is cross-country skiing? Cross-country skiing is what you do in between lifts, they say. Uh, you just go straight. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. I, I like that it was a good exercise. But I enjoy yeah, snowboarding much more. It, it reminds me of surfing and skateboarding in the same culture. It's the same feeling like in Aruba, you know, you go surfing when the waves are really good. And now it's snowing, like, oh, the snow is really good. So I want to go. It's it's the same. Uh, the same feeling. It's the same feeling. You were telling me this morning that you, you're like, it's snowing, you're ready, let's go. And I'm like, we have commitments this week. <laughs> we, have, we have things to do. And uh, no, yeah, but when you we ditch. Had... If, if there's waves, you ditch. Yeah. yeah. You're... Uh, you're not available out of office <laughs> out of office i mean technically you can go like there's nothing we have really in our lives that we can't move yeah maybe but i don't know it's just how i grew up 
in high school too. I used to ditch school with one of the teachers that also served. <laughs> <laughs> Together with the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, oh. it's uh, I guess it's an ingrained in me. Dude, that would never fly in Sweden. That would be... It doesn't fly in Aruba either. No? How, no. When, how, did, that, how, how did that work? Did you well, get in trouble? We, no, we stay quiet. Okay. You just don't say. No. What happened to the rest of the class if the teacher wasn't there? Well, it's a teacher at my high school who teaches one subject. So whatever classes he had that day is canceled. Yeah. And I happened to be sick that day. Yeah. And we true. happened to see each other <laughs> on days that we have been sick together. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. But I really love how into snowboarding you are and how great you've been at teaching Leia. Like you've taught Leia how to ski yeah. and you don't ski. Yeah. That's an accomplishment. Like that's She's my ski buddy. She is your ski buddy. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like she's not even just amazing like non-Sweden standards. Like Swedish standards for skiing I think are pretty high because we have so much snow. Yeah, levels here are very high, that's true. Yeah, but she's she's killing it. Yeah, we have to nourish it and not let it uh how do you say fiddle away? Is that yeah, a saying? That is just once more more ski trips. And for me, I'm so pregnant now. Like I could do another week skiing, but I, I just like, it's hard for me to like walk to the mailbox. Like, I'm, yeah. yeah, but you can go, you should go. I am going. When are you going? Soon. <laughs> After this podcast. <laughs> Is the car packed up? You're like, I, I have to access keys and the boards. But. <laughs> no, you can just, yeah. But it would be nice. I think uh, when Leia is maybe one year older that we can just actually take these trips and go on the black slopes and only focus on that. Mm-hmm. Because now we play more mostly in the parks, in the she jumps likes to and jump. stuff. She yeah. likes to, yeah, yeah. And that's it's fun. really wild to me because she's not. I mean, she's she's very brave, but she's for me brave in a safe way. Yeah. Like when she trusts her ability, she'll fully go for it. And I don't know. I was always much more of a wuss. I yeah. don't know the idea of jumping anything for me, even though I'm a very good skier. Like I never jumped anything. I never never felt the the draw. Yeah. But she uh, she knows what she's capable of. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Huh? Mm-hmm. She gets mm-hmm. that from you. <laughs> I think. That I don't know. <laughs> Not the skiing part. <laughs> Not the skiing part, but like the confidence and the bravery, I think. And the, I don't know, just watching you in the slopes with her, even though I know how to ski, I can give her technical advice and stuff but like that. you're very nervous. I'm ner- Well, I feel very relaxed in the slopes. Come on. Compared Dude, to I, anything else, compared to like teaching her how to bike or I had to send surf. you away. Like we were on the red slopes and you were like freaking her out. And then you go down for like like a little bit and all of a sudden she's no, coming down man, on her own. You completely misinterpreted that. Stage. I was freaking out because I had to carry her when she like laid down and I couldn't pick her up because of my physical current physical limitations and then i freaked out because i felt like really unsteady and you were just like sitting there hanging out i was letting the people know that there was a kid in the middle of that slope but no i don't know but it was was true it was like it was like a very very steep super icy slope all of a sudden on her like second day Mm -hmm. and then day three she's flying down that slope no problem yeah no, so in those situations where I'm like, okay, she can't handle this right now. Like I, I kind of would have wanted you to like pick her up and bring her down and then we talk about it. But you're more of a... Figure it out. Figure it out. Like, yeah, get through it. Like, yeah, yeah and that's probably the better way. That I but I know. actually feel, cause skiing wise, like I'm very relaxed compared to any other thing that she's ever learned. Yeah. 
I actually enjoyed that whole week just seeing her going down all these kinds of slopes and jumping and all that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like you came down, you're, you're like, she jumped higher than her height. Yeah. She flew. And I'm like, what? I'm so glad I didn't see that. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that was the only time she went that high too. <laughs> yeah. After that, she kept trying, but much safer. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's. I remember skiing with my brother when we were small and he's like Leia's age. And he he was much worse, I think, because he didn't have that kind of safety. Like he had no brakes whatsoever. He would just, yeah. yeah. And I remember being eight and he's like six or maybe I'm seven, he's five. And he, him falling, landing on his head, lying upside down in like a pile of snow. And I'm mm. like, this is, he died. Like, this is it. And then he lifts his head, just filled with snow, like stoked, <laughs> laughing, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I just was always way, way more cautious, I think. Yeah. But um, so it's a beautiful time, mm-hmm. beautiful day. How, uh, how do you feel in Sweden? In Sweden? Yeah. Like everyone is always asking, like, what is the move? I had a question today. It was like, I feel like Dennis really reluctantly moved. Like, how is he? And is he? Is people worry about you? Like, are you okay? Yeah, is Sweden working it, for you? It's depending on the on the week. Some weeks are very good. Some weeks are less good. Some weeks I didn't wish I was here, and some weeks everything seems to go great. Um, this week I got a couple of wins. Um, in Sweden, so I think it's good this week. <laughs> it has been a bit of a roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, it's definitely hard to uh, to get a job. I think I have to let Ringo out. It's okay. He's just giving us a little bit of he's ambiance here. Parking by the door. Okay. Okay. Go. We'll be right back. Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Okay, Ringo is out. So, uh, I mean, let's, let's talk about the highs and the lows. Like yeah. what's your favorite thing about living in Sweden or maybe our the way we live like our lifestyle now the snow 
<laughs> okay, what else? Um, it's a hard question. It's uh, like I don't know how to answer the question because the things I like about here is the things that makes it so much different than Aruba, like all the contrasting things. So it's the snow, it's the ability of driving further than 30 minutes and not falling <laughs> off the island. That's nice, yeah. Um, like things like that. And uh, yeah, so everything that is not available in Aruba, which is like everything we do here, is what I enjoy about it. And that's also what I miss about the island at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And what about like the, what's the hardest Part or what's the lowest part the lowest part i uh, i found out that i've never interviewed for a job in my life <laughs> yeah that that was uh <laughs> like i i don't know from little i i was always like i was a little kid at a windsurf center washing seals since i was like 10 years old 11 years old or like i always did things i always got jobs but i never really interviewed it was always like i'm doing this i'm doing that and then at a very like young, someone needed a hand and you were there and you're I, like, yeah, let's I go. just came naturally. Yeah. I just fit in everywhere. And uh, even at the surf shop where we met, it came super natural. And then from there, I started a business and then we started a business. And then I guess for the last 13 years, I haven't, we only worked for ourselves. So me now looking for... Uh, yeah, so why people don't, we, we haven't really talked about this. So you're, you've been job hunting here. Yeah. Why? Because I want to work. <laughs> yeah. We're not working so much. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it doesn't have to be a full-time job, but I, I really want to, I don't know, have a purpose. Like all we do, what we do is I love, but it's so uh, little compared to normal before. Yeah, we, we did a big, big 180 shift in yeah. our, within our business. I mean, one thing, leaving the studio... Yeah, closing I, the cafe you just closed the cafe last week yeah so it's uh like uh, we went from being very busy even though we did the same it's the same business it was our business but i had like my own area and you had like your own area and we didn't bother each other to being 24 7 together on a farm which i guess you enjoy but i am, am i bothering you <laughs> you're asking me to leave the house every five minutes no um i don't know i want to like I said in the previous podcast, when moving to Sweden, I thought we were going to have a more of a, a city life compared to uh, a, like a being a far away from everything life. Because I felt like that's how I grew up, being far from everything. And I'm trying to, uh, yeah, get a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think we've had a good year of integrating here. Like yeah. it's been really awesome waking up in the morning having a quiet breakfast with you every day yeah. Leia calls it real breakfast it's really cute like unless it's the three of us eating like a proper breakfast with candles lit and fruit has been chopped and pancakes have been made and and, and you're making coffee then it's not it's not real breakfast it doesn't count <laughs> i think it's been a really like grounding year in that sense whereas before it was like we would wake up at different times or someone's out the door before the other person is even eating or, yeah. I mean, we always connected throughout the day, but we didn't have that sort of quietness. Yeah. And part of that is slowing everything down. Yeah. I think since the business was so centered around me and then I decide, okay, I'm not 
doing retreats. I'm not training, doing trainings. I'm not going to do shoots. We're not going to do this. We're not doing lives every single week or several times a week. Then everything else has slowed down and then closing the studio and the cafe or closing the cafe. So it's a big transitional space now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we both kind of reached that place of like, okay, we had this calm, quiet year. Now we're here on the farm. And uh, yeah, what would be your ideal work scenario? Like, what would you, what do you uh, want? Depending on what direction I go, I, I would love to, I don't know, work for like as a photographer of some capacity for a, a cool brand that I uh, am aligned with. But yeah, that's now, maybe tomorrow I feel different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you have been kind of, I mean, that's, that's, the place that makes sense for you to I've look been in. looking in digital content that's true mm -hmm. I've done a few shoots here in Sweden um, but it's of course it's not enough to uh, like one shoot one shoot a week or one shoot every two weeks it's not really a sustainable work environment either so yeah I, I don't know but now that you were explaining everything about how Aruba used to be it was very nice especially with Leah being that young because everything was less than five minute drive away so I would wake up I can drive her to like the the crash or like the, the, the school the preschool and then I go to the studio I see what's happening see if there's any fires that needs to be put out do a little bit of work then pick her up for lunch we would have lunch and then she would stay with you and I would go back or something would happen so I really liked that uh, that closeness that we had in distance to be able to meet up with each other at some point in the day. And I don't think that's something that is uh, realistic here in, in Sweden. No, I mean, she did, like her Montessori school was 20, was further away than her school now. The last school. Yeah, well, yeah even like that, we would still meet up that few times a day. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's really, we have this very unique situation going on here. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think we went from uh, like barely being able to keep up and cope. Like I always had that feeling waking up in the morning, no, like before I'd taken a shower or brushed my teeth, I felt like I'm late. Like I'm yeah. late with stuff. My, my list is so long. This is happening. That is happening. And then yeah, fires everywhere to put out and there's a crisis over here and always something that felt a little bit out of control yeah yeah and i think for me now life feels more under control <laughs> in, in a way which is very i don't know it's been very healing and, and and good for me but i think it kind of threw you out into open sea a little bit yeah no it's a it's it's a whole like job hunting thing it's a whole art on its own that i have no experience in whatsoever yeah, and even going I, to an interview is like, yeah, it's how like, does that work? Well, like, <laughs> no, I mean, tell us about, like, you had a, you've been to a few, like, what was yeah, that experience it, like? I don't know if it's the way it's supposed to be, but everything seems overly positive. Yeah. But then, yeah, it doesn't happen or there's no need for my capacity or me not speaking Swedish yet is a, a, a big minus. So it's always, I don't know. And then uh, when you send an application, you know that 100 other people send that um, application in because you can see how many people applied for that position. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like very it's competitive. It's a little demotivating, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, it can get you down. But uh, yeah, we'll see how, how that goes. Mm -hmm. you're, I mean, you're a Swedish resident now. 
Yeah. Yeah. You have a Swedish ID. Yeah. Yeah. Do you speak Swedish? No. <laughs> Are you planning to, you understand a lot. Like I feel like yeah. that's, that's yeah. improving a lot. Yeah. Leia always gets shocked when she says something to me in Swedish and then you answer. And she's like, Papa, you're not supposed to understand that. <laughs> like she gets, she thinks we have a secret language, but we no, don't. No, but I would love to be fluent. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really working towards that either. So. Not right now. No. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I think there's been two kind of areas of conversation where people have sent in a billion questions. And I think we should talk about baby stuff last. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about veganism. Okay. Okay. How do you... Uh, It's canceled. <laughs> what did you... What did you... What have you... What did you eat today? Eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you... What did you eat yesterday? Um, some dr dry age. I don't know what kind of meat it was, but it was dry age and local and organic and... I don't know, all the things that you require, it had like the, the checklist. Check mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but so tell us about that. I mean, so it's like a really valid question, I think. Like how has it been transitioning from, first of all, what was your experience of being vegan really like? And then yeah. how was that transition away for you? Because um, you were vegan well, for how long? I don't know. Years, I would say. Of course, years. Yes, <laughs> many I years. I can't remember how many years, but yeah, years. Um, maybe I don't have to remember the exact amount of years <laughs> right now. But even when I was vegan, like maybe once a year, like I would have a slip or, or after an Ironman, I would really crave something and eat something that I really needed in that moment because I'm fully depleted. But uh, yeah, did you feel depleted? I mean. What would, no. what would it manifest as like that feeling of to be honest being vegan i was the fittest i've ever been in especially my the first first two years. years yeah yeah in my adult life um because 20 and lower i was really fit i guess but uh as soon as i met you and the good life started <laughs> the belly followed <laughs> <laughs> the good life fall the good life started like i taught you how to like drink wine and eat sushi you mean or and cheese and <laughs> all that stuff the cheese didn't last long though because i was i was on cheese hiatus from veganism when we met yeah yeah and then the cheese went out the window though so that then you started again yeah i don't know i like we combined our lifestyles together where you like everything to be super nice <laughs> and i like everything to be in a lot Like I want it. You want everything in excess. Yeah. And like you, you want quantity. Nice. I want quality. Yeah. yeah. So now we have quantity and quality. And the, yeah. That was like rough. we would go, we would go eat sushi and I would like, well, what's the best place on the island? Like we're only going to go wherever the fish is the fresh. Like where are we going? Yeah. Um, or wherever they had the best vegan sushi, I think at the time too. And you're like, well, where can I, where's the all-you-can-eat buffet? <laughs> like, where, where can I? And then we would go to this sushi place and I'm like, okay, I'll have uh, one vegetarian roll, no cream cheese, please. And I always liked like a side of avocado nigiri. I, yeah. Like that was my order, like a vegetarian roll, like a vegan roll. And then um, two pieces of avocado. And then it's just like, okay, I'll take the boat. Yeah. 
There's the like boat. nine rolls of sushi <laughs> and then something huge on the side. And like, you would totally devour that. Oh, that was the good days. <laughs> you, you, can, you can go back to that now and now. No, but I don't know. The sushis here are not the same. I feel like the sushi in Aruba is more American, Western. No, that's only because when we've had sushi here, we've been to like the little, small But I feel that's very normal places. here. Yeah, but they, they are really good good sushi places where you can oh, have sushi. I haven't sushi. seen them yet. You should take me there. Should I take you there? Take you yeah. on a little date? You know? Yeah. For March 14th. No, of course. I mean, Stockholm has great, great sushi. But there is, like, there is a, like, Swedish sushi. I know, yeah. And I think anyone would know what you mean. It's like, it's always the same. It looks the same. Yeah. Very generic. They're like, 10 piece. 10 piece. Six and piece. this is what you get. Yeah. It's like Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Yeah. Going vegan uh, the first two years, I've never felt so uh, fit. I lost so much uh, weight, so much weight, and a lot of it had to do also that I didn't know what to eat, so I didn't eat, which I guess is really bad. (laughs) Yeah, you would like we would like separate throughout the day because you had work and I had work, and then you would like not have lunch. Yeah, you had a batido or something like you would have a smoothie smoothie or something really weird from the from the food truck. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I really, I really felt good. In all honesty, I never felt uh, like the things that you feel you felt. I never felt those things. Yeah, but you went from like first years, and I think that's really, really common with veganism. Like mm-hmm. as the first years, we feel really, really good. Um, the dietary change feels good. We're eating more fiber feels good. That just eating less calories, you lose weight. You start to yeah. feel good losing weight. And then if you are depleted, it comes, it shows up way, way later the way it did for me. But for you, you started off this kind of, this more healthy place. And I don't know if you remember, but you were the biggest junk food vegan. Yeah. And I I would still be. For the latter years. Yeah. Yeah. It was, everything was fried. But in the beginning too, I felt. No. It wasn't. In the beginning, we couldn't even find junk food. But then we found them and we we imported them and then we did yeah <laughs> but uh like no. you would like a regular lunch for you would be like beyond yeah one sausage, or two beyond burgers two yeah. beyond burgers two beyond sausage some like vegan chicken nugget you would expensive. dump in the air fryer yeah and your whole plate would just be brown yeah. fried processed foods that you didn't know the what they were out. yeah it's not you gross <laughs> gross but and I, uh and i was like there on the side like trying to make you have salad or yeah, <laughs> but that didn't change that much. I feel no, but no. no I, I mean, uh, what do you mean? It changed. Of course, it changed. You're not eating processed foods like that anymore. No, but it's still my plate is pretty much brown. Like I, I'm really bad with salad. That's something I wish I had a salad yesterday actually for lunch. I didn't tell you. You had a salad for. I lunch. went to like a salad place in Incredible. Uppsala. Yeah. Yeah. No, but so if you cook now, you want like a piece of fish and some sort of like a potato or some sort of carb. Where yesterday you made that dry aged beef, you take your time, you cook it in the oven for over an hour. And then, yeah. and then I made like, I don't know, I always put the veggies there. Yeah. <laughs> like you never, <laughs> you know what I saw on your plate? <laughs> so Leia had a burger and I sliced two slices of tomato for her. And then I like left the rest of a whole tomato that was unsliced. Yeah. You just put that shit in your food. I put it in the middle. Yeah, I didn't want it to go to waste. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, didn't really eat it, like, but I didn't want it to go to you waste. You didn't even like chop it up or dress it with Why? something or like no salt, just like a whole tomato with the top cut off. And I ate in all the of her green piece leftover, which was a lot too. 
<laughs> it's just like if I'm if I'm gonna eat that tomato, I want it like chopped nicely, maybe with some red onion, add some feta cheese, like salt and pepper, olive oil, you know, something. And you're just like a whole raw tomato. It wasn't whole. I wouldn't have put it there the if top, it was whole. The top it was, was a cut off. Sliced. It was just the top. It was missing its hat. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but so when that transition started happening for me. It started happening for me in, in an actual way where I tried my first non-vegan foods. You weren't you weren't here. No. I had and my first egg. Yeah, you weren't part of that. And I was trying to stick to veganism because I didn't want to like flip-flop because I, I thought for sure you were going to go through it and then come back to veganism. So Yeah, I, but so why do you say trying to? Like, was it a challenge? Like, did you feel like you had to... Was it like a fight for you to stay well, vegan? I, ne I never wanted to be vegan. To so start why were you vegan? Because you and your friend, uh, James Aspie, like <laughs> bullied me into veganism. <laughs> I don't know. I, I felt good. I really, do you really feel that way? Like, did, we, did I bully you into being I, vegan? I, in the first year, I really felt like a lot of resent. Like, yeah. I was, I was like a lot of pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure. And I just didn't like it. I just wanted to be normal. And I was always a pain in the ass for everyone around me, even though I was, I'm very relaxed and I try not to say anything at all. And now but they're all like your friends are all going, eating more, eating vegan food. Now, now all my friends are eating more vegan food than I am. <laughs> but uh, no, I was, every time we took a trip, I was like, I had to be in charge of the food because otherwise I wouldn't have food. So it, a like lot for of times, Iron Man races and stuff. Like yeah. That. So if we're a yeah. friend of, if we're ten guys there, like I would end up like most of the time cooking for everyone, just so I know I would have food. Yeah. Because otherwise we would, I I wouldn't have. And I. But you're also one of those people like you don't like to be a pain in the ass. No. You don't like to be a nuisance. So I solve it. Someone brings it's you the wrong food, and you're like, it's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll solve it before it's an yeah. issue. But, right. uh, you don't so, want that attention of like I'm the difficult one. I no. don't mind that attention because everyone knows I'm you a difficult on one. I thrive <laughs> on being the difficult one. <laughs> no, what was it? What happened the other day? What were we complaining about? Do you remember Leah and I? We had like a big. Oh yeah, we bought. <laughs> this was two days ago. We went to Stockholm to have lunch. Oh. We went to a toy store and she bought like a huge glitter pen, and then we go to the restaurant and the pen isn't working. And she's like, "Mommy." Like, what do we do? Do I throw this away? And I was like, oh, honey, now we're going to go complain now. <laughs> and she's like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, they have to give us another one. She's like, we have to pay for one. I'm like, no, let me show you how this, how this works. And for you, you would have been like. I, no, that I would have changed. You would have sure. changed it? Yeah, for sure. You would have gone out of your it, way to go back to that store? Because we were right. We were having lunch across the street from that store. Yeah, yeah. And it was within 30 minutes. But it's always like a longer but if it was a day, I wouldn't have not gone like, back. I will never forget the time our fridge broke and the electrician came. And then I came home and the fridge was still broken, but you paid him. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, but but he, he, he drove all the way here and he's like a nice guy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you fucking paid him. All the service. <laughs> I would never, I would never, ever, ever. Yeah, but I have talked about this on the pod already. Like I've had a few conversations about the veganism where I fully own the fact that I, like I never said you have to go vegan or I'm not going to be you know, with you. Like it was never Dude, like that. Were... But with my actions as the one who's cooking, as the one who is, you know, in charge of food, yeah. I would bring enough resentment to make it really impossible for you. No, it was pretty clear. You, you weren't doing it. 
in a sneaky way. It was very black and white. And I like, I need that. I need, I need like rules. So <laughs> that's what I, I, I like the veganism in that part that there was rules. You cannot eat this. You can eat that. And that for me was really good. Like now I feel it's a little bit free for all. And I gained so many, uh, so much weight again. But uh, yeah, I didn't want to change to be honest in, in the end because I thought we were going to go back. And it wasn't because I didn't want to, I just, yeah but why did you change then like are you just like whatever i do you'll be like fine like i'll do it too or like what's in, in the... the in the in the veganism yeah what about now now i i kind of do what i want <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. a big thing for me was that i don't want to have i don't want to have any label anymore i don't want to push you to have any label anymore i don't want but that's something i never did though i never claimed to be a vegan I never, you never I, liked that word. Yeah, I never uh, said. I, I never said that I was, and I, and my reasoning was that I know that at some point some fucker is gonna find me with like a, a baby back rib in a corner, like eating on it, you know, munching and with my face full of barbecue sauce. But that didn't happen. So yeah, but so was it like you spent four or whatever five years being vegan, like under siege against your will, like in the first year? Of... I would say yes. <laughs> You were not under siege. I uh, maybe a you little are worse. Your own <laughs> but you but, are your uh, own, your own person. But after after like losing like ten kilos, what is that? Sixteen pounds or no twenty two? What is a kilo? Two point two pounds? Yeah, yeah. But you were also like moving your body a lot. You're you're kind of. I was moving my body the same. And now you're not moving your body at all. At all. No, now I'm not moving at all. And also before before letting veganism go i wasn't even since moving to sweden moving i to haven't sweden, you have i haven't been, lot, no. i didn't have a, a routine right but yeah i, I don't know I, in those days those were your yoga days i think you're forgetting like no, those were no, like no, 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 no i didn't i wasn't i wasn't practicing yoga during the vegan days wasn't that your yoga day? I would go maybe once or twice a month, but it wasn't like, I know what you're talking about, my yoga days, that yeah, was... Yeah, you're like... That was like 2000. 300 Navasanas, like, let's go. That was when we were getting married, Rishi. Oh. Like 2014, I would say. Oh, that was like three years earlier. 2013 to 2016 yeah, yeah, was yeah, my yeah. like peak, like, I'm doing yeah. this. But so how did you eat then? Because that was kind of the... Whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. And I, felt... I wasn't healthy at all. But you felt really good. So what is it for you? Like, what have you figured out? What, like a diet or something that you intuitively feel like this way of eating works for me? Or is it just... I just need to, I just need to move a lot. It's really weird. When I, when I move, when I, like, for instance, I went for a run a couple of days ago. And I don't want, like, after running, I don't feel like an ice cream. If I don't do anything the whole day, I feel like I need a pint of ice cream. It's it's really weird. It's like the body tells you what you're supposed to eat and what you're not supposed to eat. And I don't know if it's just for me, but it, it really feels like the the more I move, the 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 better I feel in my skin, the the less I need the the not so healthy stuff. If yeah, that makes, that any makes sense. total sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Because I mean, moving for you—it's that's your that's your mental health. Yeah. Like, that's your medicine. That's the thing that lifts you completely. So when you're not moving, you feel low. You're more likely to reach for the things that make you a little numb or that feels good. Yeah, feels good for the short for the short haul. And then when you're moving, you're on a high. You're happy. You're like, oh, if you're 
really craving for some reason, like a little bit of dessert, you'll have it, but you're not going to have a pint of ice cream on your own. Not only that, but I I feel like my the the, the belly con- contracts, if that makes any sense. It, it like it it shrinks, so you feel like fuller, even though. I don't know how to explain this. I was thinking about this uh, like uh, a few days ago. Like I come back, I know I haven't eaten lunch yet and I'm starving. But all of a sudden I don't need, like I didn't feel like, oh, I, I need to like dump my face into something. Yeah. it's, it's But a, you do have, I think we both have a, an emotional relationship with food. Maybe. Like how was that for you growing up? Um, you mean like that I didn't have any or... <laughs> Yeah, tell us about tell us about food. No, when you food were was growing up. Food wasn't that a, that big of an issue for me. It wasn't so much part of my culture. Food wasn't part of your culture. Meaning, I never <laughs> sat at a table with my mom. Right. Yeah, the social aspect of food yeah. wasn't a part of your culture. So, but you ate food. Of course, she uh, she was a full time nurse, so she had hours that was hard. So she would leave like four or five bucks. Uh, for me and that's enough to go to uh, like a, a Chinese uh, a Chinese restaurant and get a giant big ass plate of whatever I choose and that would be it and sometimes I would try to save that money so I would have a little bit more in the weekend and then I would eat a little less like it wasn't like a I don't know it wasn't what was like a like when you were Leia's age what was like a breakfast lunch and dinner situation I don't remember much when I was Leia's age I just remember being dropped off at school and then the nanny and then my mom would come at some point. Uh, I only remember the the not wanting to be left alone, you know, the more of a, that like when you're a little like... Not wanting to leave your mom? Or yeah, like having a bad cry kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what I remember, but... I don't like to think of you as little having a bad cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. I can I can remember when I was I think three or four, my mom didn't have a car and she needed to bike to the hospital. And, That's far. And it was far. She lived very far. If you if you think about it, like in Dutch or states uh, standards, it's not so far. For Aruba standards, it's very far. No, but one thing is biking because you want to bike for exercise, like a lot of people do to yeah. work. One another thing is biking because you can't afford a car. I think it was maybe fifteen miles. Uh, like 27 kilometers something that's like that. that's like an insane amount are you fucking it, kidding me that's so far maybe less it was an hour for her an hour biking to work an hour maybe a little bit more yeah but you, that's yeah. hardcore yeah, yeah that's hardcore. but she had to leave really early like when she had the morning shifts so at 4 or four thirty, i remember she had to take this one road that was very dark with a lot of cacti but because of the lighting all the all these cacti looked like monsters. So, so memories like that I have very clear. So you were on the bike with her. Yeah, she had to bike oh, me to the nanny. Oh, she had to bike you to the crash or to the okay. yeah to the school, and then they would take me to school when it's like three hours later when school starts. So tell us about your about the nanny. That was Chintia. Who was that? Uh, yeah, Chinta. Chinta. Uh, Asienta. Yeah. Uh, no, not Asienta. <laughs> Asienta is a seat. But uh, yeah, like I think Asienta or Asienta, like something like that is her full name. And then we all called her Chinta. And yeah, she was the best. Uh, she started a school thanks to me. <laughs> she said, oh, we can make money this way. And then all of a sudden there was 30 other kids but how there. old was she? Was she like a... My mom. She was your mom's age. No, Chinta, no. Yeah, Chinta, she was She's older. like my grandma's yeah. age. Yeah. 
So she was just like a neighborhood grandma Someone lady that knew, would. Or her daughter used to be a teacher at one of the kindergarten school. And my mom found out through like a kindergarten teacher community that her mom could take care of me if needed because we were in a tough spot. So why didn't you go to kindergarten? I went to kindergarten. Went to, so this was before because it's too early. Yeah, mean? before ah, and after. Okay, so like kindergarten is only like from off. nine to eleven or nine to twelve ah, or something. Okay, like and that. then Chinta would take you to before kindergarten. and after. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 and then she would pick you up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just imagine, envisioning this like this is it's hardcore very, for very, your mom. And your mom's a single mom, and yeah. she's working as a nurse, and she's fucking biking two hours a day to get to and from work. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we were talking about food, but you don't remember like what a breakfast would be or what... Um... I remember when Chinta would cook liver. I hated that smell so much. Oh, yeah, that so so all the food memories I have is like mostly there, I would say. From her house. From her house, like catching iguanas and eating iguana soup and stuff like that. <laughs> tell, tell, tell the people about iguana soup. <laughs> if you're sick, you eat iguana soup. <laughs> I, how, do you, uh, how do you get access to the iguana? You hunt it. Yeah. yeah. You hunt it, the child. Well, yeah, depending on your age, but we would hunt it with a little lead, like a little lead air gun. And then, yeah, there would be enough to knock them out. And then, yeah, it was very primal. And then you you take their skin off like you a jacket. You did that or you watch them do it? Um, both. Yeah. And then she cooks it like like chicken soup. Like a chicken soup. Exactly yeah. like a chicken soup. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it served. I mean, I've, I've never... It's been overpopulated. It's been uh, overserved or overhunted in Aruba. So they had to put a ban in for like 20 years. Yeah, a long time. And now it's the, the population is very strong. I again. remember we went somewhere like back roads and then they served yeah. it in like a little styrofoam cup. And you yeah. were like, oh, childhood. Yeah. But it was hush hush. You know, was it on the yeah, menu? Yeah, it was not yeah. legal yet. Yeah. I, maybe it's still not legal, but yeah. it's more, it's less... Uh, it's less, uh, how do you say, you don't really get into trouble for it anymore compared mm -hmm. to before. Mm -hmm. But so at what point do you remember like food and quantity like being a thing for you? Working at the surf shop, Bula, like my old bosses, yeah, you're in David. Uh, they introduced me to the fine things in life. And they would... Uh, you started working there, you were what, 15? No, no, no. I was a little older already. I was maybe 18, 19. No, you were not. You cannot have been that old. Yeah, yeah. And worked for that long and then I was, quit when you were, like you, we weren't together that long when you, when you quit. Um, I quit in 2012 or 2011. 11, 11, 2011, yeah. I quit and I've been working there for maybe eight years. So do the math. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so 2003. Because I was in, I was in college when I was working there. I, I already graduated high school. 
2003, you were 16, turning oh, 17. Oh, no, you're right. I yeah. was surfing in high school. Yeah, no, you and, were a kid kid. Yeah, I was surfing yeah. in high school and I was already working with them in high school. Yeah. You're right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know what time I started working there. But you were you, you were not like an adult no. or like college student taking care of your no. life. Like they were very much father figures-ish, big brother figures. Yeah. And then they would have this thing, uh, I, fly, I fly you by. <laughs> So I would fly wherever I needed to go for them to get the lunch and I would get a good lunch. And I remember that. And they would pay for your lunch. They would pay for my lunch and their lunch was like $13. And that's like a very expensive lunch. And I would get like good stuff, you know, not that like Chinese what? food what was that was $3. Your... Uh, they always change it up. Like all of this, I don't know if you remember Iguana Jones. They yeah. would eat that, like a little cafe. Like food that a tourist would eat or like something. Like tourist food, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so from the $3, like... Chinese food. And when you say Chinese food, it's like Chinese food in Aruba back alley. Like, no, you have, because you have. Because there's different kinds of levels of Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, of course. Aruba, like yeah. the ones that we eat now when we're in Aruba, those are the very fancy, nice ones. Yeah, you would never go there. Uh, that's where we go <laughs> you now. You would go to the places was like little. that the health department shuts down every year. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is when I was little. Now yeah. I wouldn't go there anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, then and then you got to have like tourist food yeah, and good food and then uh, we would always happen to be there around lunchtime just in case if someone needed something <laughs> so you and were like the we little job, high school actually. kid who would yeah. like drop in and like anybody need us to pick up lunch and then yeah. you knew you would get lunch too. i would get food yeah yeah but so there's so no food in school no no you you have food in school but it's not served like here in sweden or I guess in the like States. There's like a cafeteria you can buy something or... Yeah. And then you would buy like a, a hot dog and a Coke. That's like the go-to. No, no. In Sweden is like, here are your 17 options. Yeah. And it's <laughs> all free. Here's the gluten-free. Here's the lactose-free for this person. Here's like this, this, and this. Yeah. And here's a salad bar. And then everyone complains that food in schools is shit now compared to the, to yeah. the, to the good old days. No, yeah, by different. us is uh, you have to pay for it yourself, and and it's all fried. And it's all fried. Okay, so then you got to, you got a taste of the good life and the quantity, and was that like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was the quantity. I think because that feeling of like a pint of ice cream to soothe a hard day. I think the quantity honestly started with you. <laughs> No, we met. You were like this when we met. Like, Maybe for sure. The quantity started when I had a full time job. When I became the manager at that surf shop. And you could afford food. And I got like a good salary. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden I was still living at home. I was living in an apartment behind my mom's house. That was my room. Uh, so I did. splurge. I could splurge. <clears throat> I can go out and have bottle service. <laughs> all of a sudden I had a big photo. truck. You had a big truck, the white truck. Yeah. That's still, still, still running. Here, still going. Still going. It's an old island yoga truck. That was the truck you, uh, that was my first experience of you yeah. uh, ever, that we, we we left the surf shop to go surf mm-hmm. and we walked down to the parking lot, <laughs> the mm-hmm. same parking lot I would drop you off and pick you back up later for years. And it's this like semi-nice, like it was not a bad truck back then. I mean, looking at it now. No, back then it was a brand new, like current truck. Now it's an old beater truck. I mean, it was still like a... For for a for a little princess from from Sweden, <laughs> maybe for Sweden standards, <laughs> it wasn't like a brand new car. It was like there's a beach truck. It was a two year old car. 
It was a two-year-old car that had been driven off-road and to go serve. It was just dirty. It was just a mess. It It did not look like a two-year-old car. And I opened, he's like, hey, let's go. And I opened the door to the passenger seat and just trash just pours out into the road. Beer bottles, like fast food, Subway wrappers. Oh, Subway. Subway. Like you you ate a lot of junk food. Yeah. Like a lot. Subway isn't junk food. (laughs) Subway, Subway's super great. No, and the and I remember the, the the thing I remember the most is I was like in shock because I felt like you were kind of put together. I don't know. I you were a stranger, yeah. complete stranger on a brand new island in the Caribbean where where I knew no one, and I was like, yeah. I feel safe going in the car driving across the island with you, not yeah. knowing you. And then I opened the passenger seat to this, and I was like, Oh wait, maybe I am mistaken. <laughs> like, but uh, for, wait, 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 wait. for Aruban standards, <laughs> that is very put together. You are you are very put together. I for, mean, for in Sweden, people are very tidy, very clean. <laughs> but you are like, you're very tidy now. I mean, sh- I I opened the dishwasher yesterday, and I was like, what kind of dishwasher Nazi packed <laughs> this? That is like meticulous. Like all the forks lined up perfectly. Everything was like, yeah, I don't know. You've <laughs> you did not used to be. No, that guy. Well, I didn't have a dishwasher back then either. <laughs> in all fairness, do you remember the first time you? My first off? dishwasher was <laughs> with you. I know. We were, we, we were in in Colombia, and um, I remember like we were cleaning up the kitchen, and then I walked away, and then half an hour later, I passed the kitchen, and I just see like foam. It's just <laughs> the whole kitchen is bathing in foam. Like, oh my god, what happened? What happened? <laughs> And then you had put like the hand dishwashing liquid, yeah. just like shoved it in there. <laughs> to make and sure it works. To make sure it works. But that was your first dishwasher experience. That's crazy. And you were like 20... Something. 20 something. I know, I know. But yeah, but I, uh, I mean, you and I are all obviously okay and doing doing great. But I want to apologize for forcing you to become vegan against your will and holding you under siege for many years. Okay, I'll take your apology into consideration. I'll bring it to the board. You're going to consider it? <laughs> no, but at some point, at some point you integrated. At some point you were also the yeah. person who was like, this is this is because the life I want to live. Because really, I, I wasn't like going out, like being vegan at home and going out and doing whatever. Uh, like I, I liked the rule. I liked the, the structure of it. It was uh, my... my uh, I can remember how many slip ups. It's not that many <laughs> slip ups, and that's also something like I, I don't think I've ever had a vegan slip up. Like that was not no. an option for me. No, but you, uh, you were disgusted by meat. You yeah. were full on disgusted by anything meat or meat related or eggs, even because it's uh, menstruation or whatever you called it. But uh, now it's like the best thing I. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one of the times it was like we went to dinner, and then someone said they had like a beef that was from there, a, a piece of steak that's been under the ground for 30 days. Like it's, it was something weird. I think we went to Texas. Do you remember this? Yeah, but that was before being vegan. Was that before? Okay. And, me and, and ben, you were, me and you were looking for like all the, uh, all we the went, barbecue places. We went to stand in line in the, at the barbecue places. No, but places. I remember there was, there was some sort of like they had, yeah, it was like slow cooking the meat forever yeah. in the hole in the ground. And you were like, I, I didn't like 
Yeah, you didn't even like it. And I was upset with you. I'm like, I can't believe you ate that. And then it was all gross. It wasn't yeah. worth it. Yeah. But I tried it. But but yeah. It. No, yeah, I but you kept having that craving for for meat and for fish and for... for was meat? it taste? It was for, fish for you. Yeah, yeah How was fish. it with fish? The first time I ate like a, a good piece of salmon, it felt my whole mouth started to water and my whole body was like, oh. Like I've been missing this. I've been uh, this is this is where I I don't know where I belong. It was like very weird. I still don't have that with meat or anything like that. I I like it. I love but with it. fish. Like our but last months in Aruba, you had I had fish like, every single day from the yeah, from the local and that was part partially. How do you say? Partially. Partially because we were moving away, and I felt like I've been missing my local like my local fish, and yeah. It was those two, basically. But I had, we were in Sweden, I think, when I had the salmon, because I, I remember it was salmon that I had the first time before we went back to Aruba. And that was like, that was it for me. And then we went to Aruba and then I went to, back to my old boss who fish and Wahoo used to be my favorite fish. And then... Isn't it still your favorite yeah. fish? Yeah. I don't like the Scandinavian fish, so, the Nordic fish, I don't like so much except for salmon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we struggle with the... Yeah. I've been craving fish a lot in this pregnancy and now you are craving meat. Like you're craving yeah. to me, like you're craving meat. Like you're, you used to crave that like pint of ice cream. Like, I don't know. I feel like meat could be addictive. Yeah. It feels like addictive. I wonder if you're like, I don't know, replenishing something or. It's, I, it's I, the same feeling with having a pint of ice cream. Yeah. You you have that same. Yeah. It's the same, like, like I kind of like need it, but not in a healthy, not like the way I wanted that fish, but like in a unhealthy you way. You feel like you, you crave it in like a, is it like an emotional way? Like it fills something or it. I don't know. I just want. Because like sometimes now we fight about it because I, I plan meals really yeah, and meticulously. Then I want, and then I want to put a steak on top. Yeah, and then you want to put it, and you used to do that back when I was vegan, and you weren't, and I yeah. would be so upset. And now, Beyond Burger. And I realized because I still feel the same way, but it's not about the veganism. It's about like I took the time to meticulously prepare this meal, and I thought these components of this yeah. meal through. Like here is the greens that we're eating. This is the salad, and I prepared. I made my own dressing, and then we have this, and we have the. You know, it's like I. I this is a complete meal, and I want it eaten that way. Yeah, and then you're like, boom, beyond beyond burger on top of it. Well, it's not a beyond burger not anymore. anymore. But that, back then, <laughs> back, back then you would do that. Yeah. Being vegan before you were vegan, you would do that with like a wahoo, or yeah. like you would bring a bag oh. of ribs from the mm. what was that place you used to love to Barney's. go? Barney's. Yeah, and I would get really upset by that. And then in the vegan times, you would do that with junk food. I would make like a really nice meal, vegan yeah. meal, and you're like, boom, beyond fucking beyond sausage sausage like i don't know like it was never enough for you kind yeah, of thing I, I feel like i struggle with um it not being enough yeah but now also because now it's like we're eating this omnivore yeah style and for me it's more of like i i want you to i still have that feeling it i not want being you enough. to res respect the food that i cook it's not like i'm cooking too little we always have leftover food but i don't know if, I, I wonder if it's is it about the meat now or is it about just the feeling that like there's not enough for you maybe like you need so, sometimes I feel like it's not enough and sometimes I just been craving something during the day and I didn't I didn't express that with you and then I get home and I still want that even though you already cooked. Yeah, I hate that. That's yeah. bullshit. Someone asked uh, what's our biggest pet peeve like annoyance. 
something like something that you do that annoys me and something I do that annoys you. And this is something on my list for sure. Yeah, I can see that. What's something that I do that annoys you? Ooh. Wait, very, you're not going to find anything. I'm probably not going to find anything. That's impossible. To, right, yeah, right. You're perfect. <laughs> But I honestly can't think of anything right now. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I, I don't hold the, on to it. That's the thing. You do. What about the car? Things I do with the car. There's a, I feel yeah, like there's I, a I lot of things I that I I don't like that you, you. Uh, put your snot um, <laughs> toilet papers in every single door handle They're that exists. tissues, okay? Yeah. And it's mostly blowing your daughter's nose. <laughs> that I don't believe. <laughs> and then And it's I, mandarin peels. Yeah. Like that I don't like. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then you want me to like itch your body like everywhere. And then I ask you to itch my body. And then you're like, no. So this was another question. Someone asked, how high maintenance is Rachel now that she's pregnant? Oh, she was extremely high maintenance before pregnancy. <laughs> And I think you can very... ask anyone around her in her life. No one. You can ask brother, father, mother, daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She's helping me put on my socks every day. <laughs> She knows. But you're talking about pregnancy. Yeah. I'm talking about normal. Okay, so what's it like now that I'm pregnant? I'm very easygoing. Yeah. yeah ish. <laughs> I have this thing and it's like when we sit down on the couch at the end of the day, like I need you to touch me everywhere. I just like it doesn't have to be like a massage or a foot rub. It can literally be just you like holding your hands on my thigh. Like I just have this I don't know. I get restless legs in the evening, which makes me go a little crazy. I have a lot of pain, like pelvic stuff. And um, I don't know. It's just never enough. I know. <laughs> That's the feeling. You remind me every I'm day. I'm like, here, here. No, what about here? No, please But don't you, stop. Don't you stop. have that, like, <laughs> even non-pregnancy. I'm just a little clingy with your touch. Isn't that It's not clingy thing? because I want to hug you and stuff. And you don't want that. You just want a bag rub. <laughs> or you want like a scratch and then if I come too close you're like no 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 well, especially not now you're like lying on top of me and I already feel like I'm suffocating from within my own body I'm like no Leia yeah. comes in the morning she's like mama I want to lay on I'm like no 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 like everybody's just you, like give me uh, some you're space talk yeah this has been ongoing <laughs> this is not pregnancy can't you just like give me more massages like for for forever no thank you Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, well, we didn't, like, I feel like we talked about food and we didn't address a single thing that I know people are going to wonder. So I'm going to just ask one of the vegan questions for anyone wondering, because this is a big one. 
like how was the transition for you from like not eating meat for some sort of ethical reason because you did have ethical reasons also you're okay. looking at me like you don't know what the word ethical means <laughs> ish yeah ish yeah and then eating meat like how is that just fine for you you're not thinking about that anymore like what's it's it's fine what changed I, I don't know how to answer that question. It was just, you were like, okay, I want to try this. And I was like very, uh, very weary. And then you're like, okay, maybe I want to try a little fish. I'm like, okay, I like fish. <laughs> yeah, that you were very quick to like, that yes, was let's quick go, let's go. <laughs> compared to the egg. But uh, I was still very weary and weary. And now I don't, I really don't. No, I don't know. I just it but just. Do you went. feel better? Do you want to go back to veganism? I do not want to go back to veganism, but I do want to go back to like a way healthier lifestyle. As in tomorrow, changing. not today. As in, <laughs> let's just be very clear about that, everybody. <laughs> Mayana, you start on Monday. Okay, start yeah. on Monday. Sure. <laughs> but it's Monday is Leah's birthday. Oh no, there's so, so we cake. have to we have to be lots of cake. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then we have a wedding the next weekend, so you don't want to miss that. You know, 2024 is our year. <laughs> but when you say a more healthy lifestyle, do you mean change your diet or do you mean like exercise? <laughs> yes. I just I I need to, I I need to move. Like the last like few days, I had the chance to move as much as I want to, and I just don't get myself to it. I need to like get into it. You're a slow starter, and once you you go, you go. Yeah, yeah, but I also need the social responsibility, which I don't have here. I know we have this great neighbor who wants to take you for runs all the time. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't get along with Swedish people so well. <laughs> it's very culturally different. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing that Swedish people do? No, I don't know if they're weird. I'm probably the weird one, but. Uh, you are it's, an awkward person. I am a very is. awkward yeah, person, but yeah. I just don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel natural. It feels very forced. Swedish people are also kind of awkward, like in new situations. I think it's why Swedish people drink a lot of alcohol. Like there is a definite difference meeting someone in a regular setting and then a few beers in, they're like very relaxed and yeah. more touchy-feely and, and warm. And Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very difficult here. Yes. To go have a beer after a bike ride because we live so far away. Yeah, you can't drink and drive. Yeah. yeah. Sweden has a zero zero tolerance compared to Aruba, which has a get shit face. A little looser. <laughs> little looser. <laughs> they stop you on the highway driving like an idiot, completely drunk out of your mind. And the, they'll be like... That, that depends. There's theories around this. They're like, you, you, go slow. Go usually, slow, go yeah. Slow. Usually it's like that. But if... If the island needs a little tax money, then you get into trouble. <laughs> because then you have to pay fines. Yeah. <laughs> but the theory is always like, but I, but I, everything's right, right around the corner, you know. Yeah, then, yeah it's it very just, close. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you're still, you're still as the like you're as dangerous. Anyone is as dangerous on the road in Aruba as they are on the road in Sweden. Um, yeah, if they're drunk. But th this is like problems that I feel like it's just. To us, because we live in the countryside. Like no. if you're in, if you're in a town, there's Uber. We're in the city, yeah. Of yeah, course, you can get Uber a subway, or you yeah. can do. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's different. So wait, so you're saying you want to drink more? I didn't say that. <laughs> I said. How does that fit into you, your new you healthy lifestyle saying, starting you were on saying Monday? That I need to like 
get a Swedish drunk to be no, more. I was just making a like. I think that's why Swedish people drink a lot. Like there is a lot of alcoholism here. We have way less casual drinking the way in Aruba, like beer on the beach and then go home and that's it. Yeah. Here it's like you, if you go, you you people get very drunk in the weekends, like very yeah. very very. Um, and I think it is part of that, like, I don't know, unhinging, unleashing, like, relaxing. A lot of Swedish people feel like they need that because they're not super, yeah, there's a little bit of awkwardness and things. But okay, so if I decide tomorrow that now the whole family is going to do this and I have like a sweeping diet. Oh, I think you played that card already. <laughs> you're not going to follow it, right? You You played that card already. I followed you. Yeah, and everything it's over you wanted. Now, okay. I am in Sweden, of all places. <laughs> yes, how did you end up here? What are you doing here? So, uh, I think uh, you're good on your own. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on my own. But good. But I just, I kind of want to make sure because I, I feel like the villain here, even though obviously you have some responsibility for the food you've put in your body over the past five years. It's not, not just, it's not, not just me with a gun. To Whatever you have to tell yourself to feel better, go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, what are we having for dinner today? Ooh, I made a bone broth yesterday. I had that feeling of that pint of ice cream feeling that you describe, like I have with bone broth now. Really? Yeah, weirdly. Like woke up craving it for breakfast kind of thing. I'm not a soup person. I'm a soup person, yeah. 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 I do I, serve I, you I a like lot it. of soup. <laughs> I like soup in the sense of like an appetizer, but I never feel full after a soup. Yeah, it's that quantity. You have to eat so many, so many bowls of yeah. soup. Okay, this is already a long podcast. I feel like it took us a while to warm up today. Yeah. Um, we have not talked at all about any of the questions. Like we no, we did. answered a bunch of questions, but yeah. we haven't talked at all about the fact that I am sitting here, twenty-seven weeks pregnant, and there is a baby boy currently kicking me in the ribs. Was were there questions about that? <laughs> some minor 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 questions um you're gonna be a dad of two yeah how does that feel i am scared you're scared yeah what are you scared of Uh, we have a very easy routine now and we have to start over it's probably going to be fine everything is going to be okay but in this particular like the way i'm thinking now it's because you're you're not a good you need sleep otherwise i'm like what what insult is coming now here? you need good sleep otherwise it's very difficult for you during the day and well i don't i wait i have to break this is a completely false statement i very rarely get good sleep i'm a bad sleeper but that's not because of overall. me no no it's just you overall get sleep in every day overall i don't sleep well yeah yeah but the difference was before like having a newborn not you know sleeping 45 minutes in a night and then i had to go and teach a yoga class to 60 people yeah. or I had to go and be on stage for something or I had to go and like be on and I, look good and you know I just feel that with Leia we were very uh, energized I feel like now we're a little tired <laughs> if that makes a little sense are you saying we got old I think we got older <laughs> how, no, wait, I, how old are you now I'm, I don't know, 36. So that's what, early 30s? or is that It's early mid-30s. Early mid-30s, okay. When, yeah, I, when it's my birthday, it's going to be late mid-30s. When it's your birthday in three weeks. 
Uh, no more than a month. Thank four. you very much. Four weeks. <laughs> Maybe six. It's not six weeks. It's literally one month away. Yeah, one month is more than four weeks. Yeah, but then you're 37. You know how yeah. close to 40 that is? Well, it's still late mid-30s. <laughs> and then you want me to run after a toddler and this age. <laughs> this stage in your life. This age you in my life. You poor old man. <laughs> no, but of course, we were younger. We were more energized. But we're something very that... excited about this new chapter in our lives and, excuse me i am very excited about this new chapter of our lives are you don't get me wrong i'm excited to not? meet this little dude but i <laughs> You're like i know what's coming now when back we were then i didn't know what was coming <laughs> like every time we're like oh we're over the hump we're over the hump that's what we thought like every oh time. you mean like we we didn't know how hard it was going to be yeah oh and now we know how hard it's going to be so you can't be as excited for like the newborn yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. No, no, that's totally true. I think we thought like the birth is the hard part. And yeah, we were like, like counting the days to the birth. Yeah. And now I'm like counting the days to enjoy that you're still pregnant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, and then we were like, okay, well, now she's one month. So it's going to get easier. And then she's three months, going to get easier. And then, and then at six months, it did get a lot easier. Then she started sleeping, you know, things, things really changed. Yeah. But then at one year, it's like a whole different ballgame, two years, three years. Now she's six. It's like, oh my God, we thought four was easy. You know, I think, yeah. and that's just what parenting is for the rest of your life, I think. Yeah. But I'm still, like, I'm really excited about even the newborn stage, just knowing I have no other pressures on me. Yeah. And for me, there's a calm to that. Like, for me, the stressor was if I, I, I don't have any sleep and then I have to go be on. You know, and then you and I are going to snap at each other and I'm going to, you know, it's going to, it's like a hard thing. And now my plan is to be on maternity leave. You're not worried about your garden at all? Not having any time for your garden? No, I think the garden is like if I fail at something or something dies in the garden, like there's no one else on the other end of that disappointed at me. No one paid thousands of dollars to fly across the world to do a training with me. And then I underperformed. Yeah. Like there's a disappointment there that I was always... Um, really concerned with and pressure and not wanting to let people down or that feeling of I really want to cancel like I feel like shit I'm crying every day I have a little bit of postpartum depression I just it just wasn't good but there were, there was no option for me to to not do all those things right? yeah. and now this feeling is like I can stay in my PJs all day <laughs> if I want and that's okay yeah so don't you feel a little more like first of all trust in that like we we've done this before we we know yeah a little bit and what else no i i tend to lean to the the scary things now yeah probably when he's here it's going to change yeah but i i remember like in in aruba or when we were in stockholm with leia like because we were on when these, she was like 3 months or yeah, yeah and we know that she had these nap routines like I can still go out for one and a half hours, do stuff with her, and then come back in time for her naps. And now, because we're so far away, like to put this little guy in a car and go somewhere. By the time we get somewhere, it's already nap time. You know, it's it's it's. I I don't see the possibility of having the same routine we had with Leia, and I'm I'm comparing it a lot with Leia. Yeah. And I guess that's. Uh, but I think also a reason we had to have a really rigid routine with her was so our the rest of our lives could work, right? Yeah. So that we knew like here she eats in this window and I'd be mm. like running between meetings and all that stuff. And maybe now we don't have to, we don't have to do that. We see. 
you're also more nervous as well everything had to be by the rules yeah because i felt like because i felt like her first six months of her life was like everything is about to fall apart at all times (laughs) like Mm. i'm about to fall apart at all times so the more rigid i am about routine and about making sure i i control the day the easier it was to manage and that's also like a really harsh way to to enter a postpartum period and like time as new parents and it was really rough i don't know if how it was for you you were also training for iron man then and so you claim so i claim speaking of (laughs) of iron man yes yes what now what now we need i need to do one this year because otherwise it's gonna be my first year that i don't do one do one go where do you want to go i don't know you want to go to kalmai i maybe that might be too close to the baby's birth is it august is it the same time as every year yeah i have because last year the whole aruba gang went to um, california so i have that on like I, i and i didn't go so i have that like a credit for that this year but I don't see myself traveling alone to California. <laughs> like that's like insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there must be a closer one you Ooh, can do. I still have one credit too from Spain that you gave me two How years ago. How many Ironman races do you have on credit? Two. What the fuck are you talking about? Credit? Well, that means like a race that was paid for that you didn't do. From last year, I didn't do it and it was my fault. So I can only do it this year again if I do it. The one in Spain, they moved to date. So I literally have like a, a voucher in Spain. Oh, and that was the Spain one. Spain is easy. That's the one you gave me for three or four Christmas ago. <laughs> like Iron Man owes you. <laughs> I hope they, uh, I hope they stick to it. But uh, we can go to Spain. Yeah. Like when is that? With a newborn? I don't know. I have to go look. How do you know he will be a newborn? You know, it's like. Well, it's either like summer or end of summer. Well, the baby's born in summer. This is hard to plan. But okay, no, I'm open to it for sure. For sure. Okay, last question. Uh, We're having a boy. Yeah. How do you feel about having a boy? Stoked. (laughs) Did you know it was a boy? Like how, like, did you feel? No, I thought for sure it was going to be a girl. Yeah, you could. Because I wanted a boy so bad. Because you're always like worst case scenario man. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, I want a boy so bad, it's going to be a girl. (laughs) Just for the universe to taunt you or something. (laughs) And you think it's going to be different? You think it's the same? You think like... I have no clue. Some of my friends in Aruba says that the boys are easier than the girls. And then we have other friends here that says the girls are easier than the boys. So we'll see. But you have any feelings about like who this little guy is no <laughs> i need i need like, i need to meet him a little, what the fuck? A little opening here <laughs> i need to meet that little man don't call him a little fucker i heard you <laughs> almost call our unborn child a little fucker okay <laughs> i keep telling dennis like i have a feeling that this is just a, a mellow little guy and you just keep looking at me like shaking your head like yeah sure but i was wild when i was little yeah but then I, I know and then i became very metal mellow like at age 14 yeah you're the mellowest no you actually are yeah so i don't know did you teach leia that thing about if it's yellow let it mellow yes she says it every day don't waste water <laughs> it's brown flush it down <laughs> She's too funny. Okay, well, I, um, I'm i really excited to have this baby with you. We didn't talk about the birth, the home birth. 
Okay, I know you're going to be on the show again, but um, let's just kind of close this pod talking a little tiny mini bit about the birth. Okay. How how are we birthing this baby? Uh, through your vagina, I hope. <laughs> Where else were you trying to birth it out of? <laughs> I didn't say birth it out of. I oh. said how. Or did I say where? <laughs> we're having a home birth. How do you feel about that? Good. <laughs> Great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> I, I don't know what answer you're trying to get out of me. I think Just something more than one word. Like, are you excited about the birth is it something you're looking forward to are you nervous about it do you feel I'm, trusting do you feel i'm worried? nervous i'm always nervous but not because you're, it's at home you're nervous about everything all the yeah. time yeah if wherever it was i would have been equally nervous i just i don't know i just want everything to be perfect and fine and it's very hard to not know until everything is done you know yeah it is a big unknown like there's it's yeah. literally something you cannot even pretend to try to control at all yeah. So how are you uh, preparing for this big event? I, I'm involved. <laughs> no. Actually, I have, I'm going to bring my second husband, like my other boyfriend. He's going to come help me out. Sweet. It's okay, right? Yeah. You, you can go snowboard. I can get the pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how no, are you preparing? I am not prepared at all, to be honest. <laughs> if this is so calming and reassuring to hear. I was just hoping that when the time comes, I would uh, know what to do instinctively and just bite the cord off. <laughs> like. I think, I think, I think the the time leading up to the baby being born and the cord needing to be ripped with your teeth yeah. is kind of the time you should like focus on a little more. Oh. Okay. Like the time of like supporting me through the different like phases of, of labor and we're not gonna be next Netflix. You know, and like all, we're not gonna be Netflix and chilling. All of those like nighttime moments where I want like all the massages and all the things. That's kind of preparation. You for... should call that other guy <laughs> stack preparation for 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 birth. When Leia was born, like how did you feel? Like you you were so present. Like you think you were, so? Yes. Like I was, you held me the whole entire time. I, I was hanging just, on you. You saw I one was, picture of me holding <clears throat> you and you like cling to that picture. That So what is your memory of labor? Ew. Like me alone in a room with a closed door at home and you're like, what were you doing? Playing PlayStation? No, I don't think I had one. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I like, remember, did you re leave my I, side at any point for anything? I remember staying close to you. I remember like this old urban lady coming to do acupuncture. Which she didn't do. She, she thought I was doing so amazing. She didn't do it. She didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't understand that yeah. part. I, I don't remember much, to be honest. Like I remember sleeping. Like it was so, it was so intense that I just passed out for like 30 minutes. But that was late. Yeah, that was that at was 3 a.m. Like, that was right before she was born. Yeah. We had like a quiet moment. Everybody slept. Yeah, I don't know how your memories are so fuzzy from this. Like, it makes it's, sense that my memories are... It's also the reason why I can't remember any of the pet peeves. Because <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> no, the way it actually went down is it was, it was a 24-hour process from me waking up in the middle of the night. Like, okay, it's real labor. Right? Like it's real contractions. They're regular. They're coming. They're not stopping. 
and then you and I having some very intimate early moments together and then me feeling really like I think first hours I just wanted space I just wanted to dance and like have can't light my candles and move mm. and and then it got to a point where I really needed support and I you didn't you didn't leave like you no, were no no I was there the whole time It's just that I don't know. I don't. I you were didn't doing feel the supportive. you were doing the acupressure thing on me. You were doing the like squeezing of the outer hips. Do you remember that? Pushing your butt down. Pushing butt down. That was another one. We had like three or four things yeah. that you were that you were doing. But it, I, like I did require constant touch, like the yeah. whole entire time. And you, you don't remember it apparently, but you uh, you did that. You were there yeah. for that. The whole entire way. So you want that again? <laughs> I'm just like fishing here. Like, are you planning to like be less present this time? Or I don't know. Do we I, need to have more? Like, in the moment, we'll see what happens. And dude, fuck off. In the moment, do we you need see me what to happens. commit right now? <laughs> I don't you... know what I'm doing that day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This has been great. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel um, you I, You make a lot of jokes, but I know when the day comes. But I do feel maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, What? maybe you should, I don't know, get a little more serious about your, your own like preparations, like our together preparations versus me. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Deal. Okay. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, ooh, this is going to be a conversation after the podcast. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Okay, well, I am very grateful you came on the pod. Always a joy. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, Thanks, peace. everyone, for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.